it's me, Craig, and welcome to another episode of AADA. This episode is 208, and I've entitled it The Multidisciplinary Designer. I've spoken about this topic before. In fact, I spoke about it way back when in 111, episode 111, which is nearly 100 episodes ago, folks, which is crazy. It's crazy to think I've done 200 of these. Anyway, yes, I spoke about being a multidisciplinary multidisciplinary designer way back in episode 111 or I kind of discussed it a little bit. I call that episode Be Good at Lots of Things and I spoke about the idea that it's not a bad thing to be good at loads of things. It's not a bad thing to not specialise and kind of just try new things and do new things all the time. That's not a bad thing to be. And today I want to expand on that. I want to expand on it a little bit in terms of the role of a designer. I very much consider myself a multidisciplinary designer. And it's really not a phrase you hear much at the minute. That Obviously, we still exist. The band of multidisciplinary designers still exist. But the, the hot topic at the minute in design and in the web design world particularly is specialization, particularly for designers. You'll hear terms thrown around like UI designer and UX designer. uh, And, you know, those kind of terms are being thrown around a lot because the hot topic right now is specialization. And I'm a big believer that if you're a designer and if you're a good designer, you can turn your hand to any kind of design. And you should turn your hand to any kind of design. And if you turn, if it turns out that you're not good at it after you've tried it, fair enough. You don't have to do it again. But I often think that as as a graphic designer, the tools of a graphic designer, the craft of graphic design, can be applied to so many other kinds of design that it's it's a damn shame, really, if you don't apply it to more than just being a UI designer or more than just being a UX designer or more than just being a web designer. There's so many applications for your skills in such a wide range of areas that it's, yeah, just a real shame if you don't bother to to apply it to other areas. So today I want to talk about being a multidisciplinary designer and really what that means. And to be honest, there's kind of two two types of designer that I see at the minute. You've got the specialist designer, and that's the kind of designer that I've just discussed. You've got people who strictly say that they're a UX designer, who strictly say they're a web designer, who strictly say they're a graphic designer or a print designer. They're they're very strict at what they do. They're very good at what they do because they're a specialist at it. And I'm, I'm I'm not saying that is the wrong approach, being a designer. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, in my opinion, a designer has got much more value to add than just a little niche of a topic that they pick. But yes, there is specialist designers. And specialist designers take take many forms. And it's a really good idea to be a specialist designer for some people if you don't easily get bored by doing the same kind of work all the time. But I've, I've even seen specialist designers quote-unquote specialist designers who now call themselves a specialist designer who didn't used to call themselves a specialist designer and they used to do any kind of design. They used to call themselves a designer or a web designer or a graphic designer. So it does it does go to show that the idea of specialization and the idea of niches 
And the idea of all that stuff is very popular at the minute. And that's why a lot of people are doing it. And good on you, good on you. If you can make money out of doing what you're doing and you can get people to pay you for it, I'll never, ever say a bad word about that. But that is one type of designer. So you've got the specialist designer. And also, I think this applies to lots of other parts of the design industry as well. It applies to things like developers. You can be a specialist developer or you can choose... I think the term, and I don't know if this is still a current term, but I think the term is polyglot designer. I hope I've said that correctly. Any des- any developers that are listening are probably laughing at me because I probably said it wrong. But yes, the idea of being a polyglot developer, a, a developer who who does multiple different languages, that those they exist. You can either be a specialist developer or a developer who likes tinkering with lots of languages, and neither of those approaches are correct or incorrect. And then you've got the jack-of-all-trades designer. Now, this is often seen as the pejorative type of designer, especially in our specialization age that we're going through at the minute. This is seen as a bad kind of designer, the jack-of-all-trades. The jack-of-all-trades term is definitely a pejorative term. It's definitely a negative term that people that people bandy around so much to describe a designer who doesn't focus on a particular area of expertise. I'd argue that just being a designer is is a specialist area of expertise, and you don't necessarily need to pick a subsection of that to be successful at what you do. But a lot of people now think that you do have to be, and to be honest, I think there's a lot of commercial reasons for that. There's a, If you're a specialist designer, you're going to say that you need to hire a specialist designer and you're going to poo-poo the people who aren't specialist designers. Just like I'm saying here, I'm a multidisciplinary designer and I don't see... I don't see there's a problem with being a multidisciplinary designer. Therefore, I'm not promoting the idea of a specialist designer. So you're going to get different points of view from different people who are different designers. But I do think that... Yeah, when, you, when you're a jack-of-all-trades designer, it means you can turn yourself to lots of different things. As a graphic designer, I tend to call myself a de- just a designer because it's easier. As a designer, I, I design brochures, I design brands and logos, I design print materials and packaging for clients, and I design websites, and sometimes I build websites. I just design so much stuff, and it gives such a rich variety in my life that I never get bored. And to me... To anybody, that is a good thing. Surely that is a good thing. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that I'm not the best logo designer in the world, or I'm not the best web designer in the world. I'm not the best designer in the world, by the way, but I'm just saying it as an illustration. It doesn't mean that I'm worse as a web designer than I am as a logo designer because I do both of those things. It, that, that's not how it works. My design experience, when I make a logo as a designer, all the design experience that I get from that process directly translates to web design. They're, they're not two exclusive skills. My brain is is one thing, and all the design knowledge that I build up in there and all the principles that I build up in there all apply to every single type of design that I do. So being a jack-of-all-trades as a developer or as a designer isn't a bad thing, and I just wish people had stopped saying it is a bad thing, because it isn't. I get sick of seeing this rhetoric that people keep saying that any kind of person who is a jack-of-all-trades is a bad thing, because there's value. There is value in learning new things all the time. 
It fires new synapses in your brain. It helps to keep your brain healthy. It helps to expand your mind and see things in different ways. And the minute I'm looking at search engine optimization, I'm reading in depth about SEO. And that's not a bad thing. I'm I'm not an SEO guy. I don't provide SEO strictly to my clients as a service. But anything I learn about SEO is going to provide immense value to everything else that I do. It's going to provide immense value to every website that I design. It's going to provide immense value to any branding process that I go through. Just because all that stuff just slots together. If if I went away, if I went away and learned in depth the history of Germany, that would still provide some kind of value to what I'm doing now because I'm learning a new thing and it's firing new synapses in my brain. And you never know when you're learning new things, you never know when you're learning new things where the connections might come from. I might see a thing when I'm learning about the history of Germany and I've just picked this at random, by the way. Don't know why I said Germany. And I might learn a new thing there and it might fire something in my brain that I make a connection to something that I would never have made without learning about the history of something. It's not directly related to anything. I'm not specialising my knowledge on one tiny little bit of my career. I I like to spread the net wide and learn lots of new things all the time just because it's just the way I am. It's just the kind of person I, I am. But I, do, I don't see any disadvantage to being like that, much like a lot of other people do and say, you shouldn't be a jack of all trades. Don't ever be that because it's a bad thing. Let's stop saying that, please. <laughs> that was episode 208. And if you want to find the show notes out about that episode, go over to askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP208. I'm back tomorrow with another episode just like this one. And I hope you join me then. And thank you so much for listening as always. And I'll see you soon.